Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the second episode of Up Your Class. How have we been, Dave O'Neill? Pretty good. Pretty good. Taking the uh, struggle out there to the peeps. <laughs> I was at Lillardale on Saturday night, Geelong on Friday night. How many naps did you get in this week? I got a few naps. I haven't had one today, though. Oh, no. But it's nothing like when you go to Lillardale, because I grew up around there, Mitchum, Lillardale's about five more stops on the railway line, and you just feel uh, very middle class. I feel very middle class when I go to these areas that are very working class now. They're News very flash. blue collar. Yeah. They're very blue collar. So with the, they're all young footy players and their mums and dads. The fact that their mums and dads are my age and they've all got 21-year-olds and 22-year-olds. I was going to say, you're oh, feeling yeah. old. I'm feeling like old. Feeling, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're the same age as my dad. Yeah. And, uh, and you've got a newborn. And yeah, yeah. I've got like <laughs> an eight-year-old. And, uh, and you say to them, uh, so I do I joke about what degree I did at uni. But there was like one or two guys that went to uni, but the rest were tradies. Yeah. You know, young tradies, man. Young and tradies. Uh, Professor O'Neill's rocked in. Oh, yeah. And did you start degree. going, Lilda, Lilda? <laughs> you I started bog- swearing a lot, don't you, do. Oh, my God. You yeah. do. You don't worry about that. And uh, Mr. Shane Lang, how's your week been? No, you're not bad. Yeah? He worked all weekend. He's a working class man. He works yeah. seven days a week, mate. Sometimes. Yeah. Most of the time. What, on, what did you do on Sunday, say, for example? Talk us through your Sunday. Oh, I didn't work Sunday, actually. You went to church? Well done. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. I went and had an avocado smash at a inner city cafe. You, know. you did oh. not. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Um, and no, what would you? Where'd you work on Saturday then? What'd you'd you Netflix and chill on Sunday, wouldn't you? Uh, I actually visited my sister. Oh, that's good. Yes, the um, one you used to call a terrible word. <laughs> yes, yes. The very same. Oh, that's caused some controversy. Yeah, I had, hasn't I had it? to make amends. The S word. Did she listen? <laughs> she did actually. In fact, and Shane won't tell you this, but she absolutely loved the podcast and Shane's debut. Yes, she so did. hello, Nicole. Um, so what are we doing this week? We are going to mix it up a little bit, which is interesting given it's only our second yeah. podcast. But we're thinking we might alternate between discussing an issue as we did last week and then on the other weeks do an interview. So we're yeah. going to be talking to Michelle Laurie today, which should be Who's fascinating. She is fascinating. Yeah, I was just listening to her podcast. In the Were you? Which one? She's got a few. Oh, she? I only found one. The crime one? No, it was... The Buddhist one? It was... What was it about? It was about gay marriage. <laughs> okay. The oh, no, gay no, no, marriage no. one. Well, we'll ask her about that. Now, what we're going to do, conversion obviously... Conversion therapy, actually. Oh, it? conversion therapy, a.k.a. child abuse. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's park that for a minute and perhaps come back to it. But obviously, each week, last week, to some extent, we got to know Shane Lang. We did. and Because uh, we, we sort of have to justify why we're doing this podcast, to be frank. Yeah. Um, Dave O'Neill, you are... You know, you've done well for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Let's I'm, I'm be honest. Educated working class. You're educated working class. Each week or we're going to get to know you a little bit more. Cashed up bogan. Cashed up. You are. You're such a cub. <laughs> Although you don't have a like massive house. No, but it's big-ish. A nice suburb. Yeah. Yeah. So give us your background. What's your what's your oh. class background? Oh, no. Well, uh, my dad was a fitter and turner in the Air Force and mum was yep. from the slums of Richmond, which are now with millions. Uh Uncle just sold the house where Mum grew up in for two million. Wow! Yeah. In Richmond. In Richmond. You Melbourne. get a piece of that? No, no, oh. no. Mum does. Mum, mum. Well, he's blind. My uncle, so he went blind. He was a plumber who went blind, and so uh, did he go blind from plumbing? No, I don't know. It was <laughs> he seemed to connect those. I don't know why I said he was a plumber, but he was a very good plumber. Mum was saying anyway. So they, her. And her other brother, Barry, felt sorry for Kevin and sold him the house very cheaply. Right. Years ago. And then yeah. now he's just sold it and he's going to buy two houses. 
I bet he is. One in Queensland yeah, and cleaned up. <laughs> I bet he is. So anyway, so yeah, that's and so dad was a yeah, but they were aspirational. My parents they moved out of suburbs and they wanted a better life for their children. I think you know. So and I think this is quite interesting because the the working class background it's not um, black and white. You know, like no. even in talking to you about class, I reckon your parents sort of uh, way of dealing with class for example was very different to mine and I think maybe Shane's as well your yeah. your parents had like their eyes on the prize oh, they were definitely aspirational yeah yeah, yeah that's right so yeah. they wanted you to get out yeah there wasn't definitely. a lot of aspiration there was zero. Really zero there still is zero zero I mean tell us the story I love your story about was it Adam's Wah you were talking to about Yes. About being Jewish and opening a... Oh, no, John Safran. John Safran. Well, it's not Jewish, but um, uh, Safran said to me, what would happen if you opened, say, a car wash in your community? And I said, everyone would go, what are you doing that for? <laughs> what are you doing Why that for, Why do you get a proper job? Oh. You become a, you're going to be a, te- be a teacher or get a trade, you idiot. And I said, well, what would happen in the Jewish society? He said, mate, they would encourage you. And not only would they encourage you, they would support you. And so I'm going to bring down my four cars. On Monday, and, you know, they, and they would, and he said it's the same in show business. If you say you're going to show business, yeah. they encourage you. So whatever you choose, they'll, they'll encourage. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Whereas in in uh, Anglo-Saxon uh, working class culture, if you say you're going to be a comedian, they're just like, what? What? So, yeah. See, worse like, in what? mind, they'd go, "Don't get up yourself." Oh yeah, yeah. Don't get <laughs> like, ahead of me. What if you yeah. actually? What if you succeed? Like, that would be even worse. Or the old my dad used to say, "Don't be smart; it doesn't suit you." Oh yeah, no, we'd get, "Don't be a smart ass." Oh yeah. Debbie, so what, what about you? What about Shane? Would well, your... It was never about what you were interested in or what you wanted to do. <laughs> oh, no, it was no, just it about what made the most money. So mostly yes. tra- yeah, trades. We were kind of trades. Doing, I went to a tech school. So, Did you? Yeah. To yeah. do what? Oh, that was the only school. There was a tech. Yeah, yeah. There was a tech on the high. What tech was it? Whittlesey. Oh, that would have been rough. Uh, yeah, it was kind of semi-rural. So yeah. there's a lot of farmers there. Yeah, but, but see, the techs were big when we grew up. They were, they were big mm. in my area, and Dad mm. really wanted us to go to tech mm. to get a trade. Mm. Yeah, we did sheet metal and yeah, woodwork, engineering workshop practice. I won the Prevo mechanics. prize in grade eight. Hey, what is that? What Pre- Prevo vocational education, oh. where we learnt to weld. No. Yeah, oh, and I we welded learned to a, sew a golfer. And cook as well. Yes, we learned to sew and cook, not particularly well. All I remember is <laughs> them together. saying, wash your glasses first in hot water yeah. before you wash everything else. I still do that. Yeah, I you're do. actually, you're incredibly neat. Like the people listening think, someone said to me at a gig during the week, oh, that's Shane Blake, he's great, he's like normal. I'm like, he's so not normal. He washes his glasses first for a start. <laughs> Dave's making soup. I'm just I'm like soup, yeah. chucking him in the dishwasher. But getting back to Dave, we're getting slightly off topic. I so moved on from me. You know, I'm coming back to you. So you still do you still identify as working class? Yeah, it, you know what? Depends what crowd I'm in. Really, I tell you, the first time I was on, uh, you're a fickle beast. Triple R. <laughs> what feels comfortable though? Yeah, what feels comfortable? Yeah, well, that's interesting. But do you feel working class, or do yeah, you go? I, I've got I, too much money now, or I've got working class attitudes. I reckon. Which is what. I don't know, just my view on things. Your hard work ethic. Yeah, hard work, work hard. Work yeah. Hard, work, I know work, naps work a hard for nine hours a week and have a nap <laughs> daily. Do you know what? I, I have to... Things, no. Yeah, I don't know. Views on my things like food and stuff like that, I'm very working class with, when it comes to food, I reckon. Because you don't want to let go of your Fanta and your party place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love all that stuff. This is your summation of the class oh, struggle. Can yeah. I keep my Fanta and party pies? Yeah, my wife, who <laughs> is... My wife. <laughs> oh my god! All the unionists listening are crying into their lattes. 
Yeah, I don't know. I've got class confusion probably. You have got class, yeah. No, I think think we all have. That's fair, yeah. But, and I'm going to correct something because it's been giving me the shits all week. This idea, it is something that Dave said, of course. The idea that you don't work hard is absolute bullshit. You're doing your classic working class slash comedian thing, Australian thing of going, oh, no, mate, no, tall poppy, cutting yourself down. You work like a dog. You will do any gig that's offered to you. You'll do a Bucks night. I have done them. You'll do a shit. Uh, Corporate. You'll do a corporate. I've been on boats. Come on. So So I do about four or five gigs a week. Is that your work ethic or you just can't say no? No, he's tight. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I just like doing gigs. I think it's good if you're a comedian, just do some do gigs. But I do say no to some, like lunchtime at Melton TAFE. I say no to these yeah, days. Yeah, that doesn't that's, sound like a good like, I've done it before. I did it when I was young, and it's just a road to nowhere. Yeah, but nowhere. you know why? Because you've got three kids at home at night, so you're quite happy to be out the house. Yeah, true. During the day, you're very, having a little nana nap. That's very true. That's Another comedian said that to me the other day. You just, mate, you're out of the house. Just be happy, all right? That was Husey. Yeah, I wonder who that was. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, Mr. Shane Lang, you've got some homework to report back on i have yeah i was meant to research or i did research the uh yes. megan mark megan megan merkel megan? yeah <laughs> no that's angela merkel megan markle megan markle's uh class background so um, just fill our listeners in on why in case they didn't listen last week um because last week she, she was we were trying to guess her class that's in, right. in a segment called You've forgotten. Guess who? Guess who? Guess who? We're going to do that every week. Just pick someone, rando, and well, try last week. from limited information, guess their class background. Yep. So that's what we were trying to do. And um, so I can't be really clear about it. She, she oh. went to a private school, but I don't know what private She went to private school? In she America. Did. In America. Oh. She grew up in California. Her mother was a yoga teacher and a social oh. worker. Oh, Shane. She's middle class. class. Middle class. <laughs> Yoga private school. Yeah, I'd say lower middle class. So the dad was a cameraman, wasn't he? Cameraman, yeah. And then he became a director. Dan would face separated. his dog and working class do not yeah, go they together. Don't. Yoga is not working class. Oh, no. Meditation and yoga have not hit the working class. No, yeah, but that would have been... A, bit, a decade ago. Before. Even more so Yeah, then. but you get a bit of that hippie culture. California. You know, have you been to California? Yeah. I don't reckon hippie and see this is where it becomes complicated because working class, middle class, upper class, there's more and we know that. Yeah, there's, there's more different cl- classes. because hippies aren't working class. They're no, poor. No, they're not. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they're yeah, not yeah. working class. Yeah, yeah. Like culturally, completely different. Yeah, true. True. Yeah, I don't well, think they're often middle class. Absolutely oh, yeah. middle class. Yeah. And, and often I reckon they're middle class, like they're poor, but with wealthy parents. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So there's always the idea there's it's a that safety confidence net. that you, exactly. you, you can't yeah. fall too far. Exactly. So we know yeah. a lot of poor comedians, oh. for example, but who know if the shit hit the fan, mum and dad, the banker mum and dad would, would save them. Yeah. It's a quote, Pulp. Uh, what, what's that quote from the Pulp song, Common People? Why don't you call your dad and he could fix it all? Yes. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, that's such a great song. Well, I, I, I don't like doing benefits for comedians with wealthy parents who went yes. to private schools. But it's like, get your dad to write a check. Yeah. You want to go mom. to Edinburgh? Yeah, or your, your mum. Yeah, yeah. Get your family trust. Yeah. yeah they want to go to Edinburgh and, they, yeah. and they're asking me to do a gig at night for free. Yeah. yeah. They just get mum and dad to write a check. Yeah. Noted. Right? Noted. <laughs> so there, so is, there are gigs you say no to. <laughs> there are gigs I say no to. That's oh, my right. parents would be going, what are you going to Edinburgh for? Why would you go there? Oh, you may as well just go to a nice hotel in Perth. Yeah. And it's exactly the same. Or a motel. Yeah. Uh, it reminds, uh, sorry, it reminds me of uh, Hughes. Sorry, I mentioned him again, but he, he said to his mum, who's they're very working class, yeah. Mum, I can, I can 
chat you a holiday because her dad passed away. Do you want to go on a holiday? Yeah, Any, anywhere go. you want. Yeah. She chose a cruise yeah, around course. Tasmania. Yeah, <laughs> good on her. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the Gold Coast. <laughs> You I've know never, what? All you, can eat buffet. <laughs> All you can eat buffet. All you can eat buffet. I was talking to one of my aunties about the cruise she went on. I said, What was it like? And she goes, They had unlimited soft serve. Like that wow. <laughs> that's the summation Salmonella. of the holiday. Yeah. Well done. Have you ever been on a cruise? No, but I would. Yeah, you 100% would. percent would. Oh, I haven't. Have no, no. Yeah. No, I like the idea all. of They well, are very working class, but I've yeah. a lot of comics doing these days and, and they said that everyone because a lot of them leave code from Queensland and they're full of people from rural Queensland and Central mm. Coast and you say, well, and they've all got tattoos. They're all very working class. And it's because it's cheap. Everyone on the Gold Coast has tattoos. Tattoos. Yeah, everyone and everybody in Fitzroy. But I think part of the snobbery, I was talking to Simon Palomares, who I think we should get on the podcast. He's a good, oh, great working class boy. No, Spanish. Uh, Spanish working class boy. Um, I think some of the snobbery around cruise ships and comedy is because there's a kind of idea that, you know, it's unconsciously that the working class shouldn't be travelling. Same with Bali. Like, how dare they go above their station? Why not go on a cruise and have a good time? Giving up at Good on you, Mrs. Hughes. Anyway, let's move on. So, Meghan Markle, we were wrong. Yeah, we We were were wrong. wrong. We thought she was sort of working class, but it appears that she's actually middle class. Yes. Her dad might be working class, but... Her dad might be. He left when she was six or something. Yeah. Okay. So, she probably moved on to someone from the yoga class. Oh, now I'm feeling sad. And when she was 11, she successfully got a corporation to change their sexist advertising oh wow see <laughs> i can still love her yeah, yeah i can still love it is that the mum or did. megan no that's megan megan megan, megan. megan. i like megan Me- megzy yeah isn't All ginger right. megs their combination name yes oh that's right <laughs> of harry and megan ginger <laughs> yeah, yeah, megs like, i've seen a meme that's brangela kind of Deal. Brangelina. Well, do you want me to do my guess who now? Yes, please, All Dave. Right. So who have we got? Now, we, Shane and I don't know. This is All without right. notice. Who's okay. our guess who? John Williamson. John Williamson. Hey, true blood. Oh, he's got to be working It's class. me and you. Yeah. Is it mum and dad? Cut him under a Or just a... Is it cockatoo? Old man emu. Do you know what? This is an interesting one because yeah. someone who's as affectedly yes. Australian working class as him yeah. could be from extraordinary wealth. Well, I'm ch- I'm ch- I'm champing at the bit to tell you. We could just do you know? I mean, know. Oh, Shane, you guess. Went, f- you know, from a rural family, got lots of money, Correct. heaps of land. Correct. All right, but Went let to me private tell school. you. Correct. As the only rural. Proper rural, because I'm not giving you a Whittlesey rural. No, no, no. He's no you're like, real. We're real rural. Where were you from in WA? So a little town called Meriden, between that's rural. Perth and Calgary. I've been there. Rural. But there's a real division in little country towns like that. Yep. Between um, farmers, town people, yeah. and farmers, and there are poor farmers, townies and townies and farmers. But there are also very wealthy farmers, and usually they send their kids to private school. And, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. wear bespoke RMA shoes. So it wouldn't shoes. surprise me if he was from that category. He Owns wears bespoke RMA shoes. I'm sure. Yes. Well, indeed. do you want me to tell you? Yes. Wait, yeah, he's from. He went to Scotch College. Okay. Is that uh, cute? Okay. Yeah. Very, no, Glen Ferry, very oh. posh school in the top three yeah. private schools in Melbourne. So you'd have to say. Again, but it's farmers' kids are hard. You're right, yeah. but he would be from a rich farmers. They were yeah. they were wealthy farmers. Yeah, they and had staff. That's and it's not to say his accent's not real. Yeah, either because the, I think I grew up with a lot of those kids. Hey, and they, true, blue. They do talk <laughs> like that. 
And I find when I go home, I start talking a bit more like that. Yeah, of course. So, but... It's like when I go to Lillardale. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? Boy, you you do not it. say that. I don't do that. You do not say that. that. All right, good one. Well, I'll pick one next week. Great. Cool. And uh, oh, Michelle Laurie's turn up, so we'll have a break and we'll be back yeah. with Michelle. Hey, guys. Hey, thanks for listening to Up Your Class. Make sure you leave a review. Five stars only where you normally leave reviews and tell a friend about the podcast. You're listening to Up Your Class and Michelle Laurie is our guest coming up very soon and she's got a great podcast. It's a true crime podcast. Australian true crime. And she does some great... I've listened to it and it's fantastic. You've got to get on board. All right, so we're very excited to welcome our first ever guest to Up Your Class. Am I? Our, you yep. are. Oh. Our absolute favourite bogan of the day, <laughs> the one and only Michelle Laurie. Hello. Yay. Oh, I didn't know I was coming to be a bogan. Yeah. No, no with love. Yeah, with, I did With know. great love and affection. Yeah. Now, we've decided because... Part of the re- well, really, the main reason we've set up this podcast is because we think the Australian media landscape is dominated by the middle class. Okay, and we are going to have only guests who have some identification with working class background or currently working class have a class perspective that's different to most. Okay, so we need to test whether or not you're eligible to be on this podcast. We think you are, but we just got to test. But it's funny you say that because I think the media's full of bogans. Do you? <laughs> yeah. If you're watching the footy, yeah. No, but I think, I mean, Carl Stefanovic, massive bogan. Um, Is he from working class background? Oh, my word. I mean, he's from, you know, immigrant background. Yeah. I mean, his dad still pronounces their name Stefanovic. Yeah. Um, so we'll get Carl Stefanovic on then. You, you should. You must. And so, yeah, they're definitely, you know, Queensland immigrant yeah, Bogan, Brisbane, Bogan. It doesn't su- surprise you because he gets drunk at the Logies. That's and right. That kind of yes. behaviour. And I'm not, I mean, we're not mates. I don't know <laughs> him or anything. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I do know that. He's yeah. one. He, he's definitely. He's Kerry one. Ann Kenley. Um, G'day. Keza. Oh, yeah. yeah. CAC. Yeah. Would she, would she cop to that, being working class? Or was she aspiring what? to be something else? Well, that's a good. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But I think she would cop to all of that. She does love being that Gold Coast girl. Yes. But I think maybe you're right. I think Gold Coast Bogan is a whole other subspecies. And I reckon she'd identify yes. that more as Australian <laughs> rather than working class. Right. Look, if, you, if you look at, say, the project which you appear on regularly and do a great job, um, there's, the a best. Lot, there's a lot of private school educated people on there, aren't they? Like Wallet Ali, went to Wesley, even though only for two years. Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, um, can Muslims be Bogans? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can they? Oh, yeah. There Again, was... subspecies, isn't it? I'm yeah. going to have to text him and ask. But his I wife's don't... definitely, Susan's a massive Susan, bogan. Yeah. She's from the bloody, yeah. She's from the outer, from where I'm sort of. Tanya, yes. uh, Tanya Lozano, great Italian bogan, oh, used to do a fantastic joke about walking along Sydney Road and accidentally bumping a woman in like a full, uh, what's the full face cover, the niqab, yeah. the full thing, and the woman go, oh, fuck, sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> So, Sydney Road, Bogan. But anyway... Should we do, um, should we do the test? Let's get into okay. the test. Bogan, bingo. Because at some point I need you to just explain to me the definition of Bogan because I know it gets complicated. It does. Because people from the suburbs who I call Bogans, they go, no, Bogans are people in thongs and yeah, stubbies yeah, yeah. and singlets yeah. and all that. And I go, no, yeah. mate. And we're trying to reclaim it. Yeah. yeah. We're trying shorts, to reclaim yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So if you get 50% of these yeah. as a yes, okay. then we're saying you are a beautiful Bogan. Great. Yeah. So right. did you go to a public school? Yes, of course. One. <laughs> Have you ever worked in a factory, a shop or a building site? A shop, yes. Which yeah. shop? Oh. Supre? Uh, 
Oh, no, I was thinking about Corner Shop. I worked in the shop across oh, the, road the, milk, the milk bar. The milk the bar, bar, where I was 13, so I was completely illegal. And not only that, not only did I sell smokes to people, yeah. but we sold them individually <laughs> oh. to kids. They were the days. Yeah, 50 cents a smoke. They were the days. That's a good profit. Do you know Steve, what? And I know I shouldn't say this as a health advocate, <laughs> oh God, sure but you if you could buy one smoke for 50 cents and just have one on a Friday night, God, I'd be thrilled. It's definitely because I can't I'll have a pack. A for 50 there you go. Yeah, <laughs> you will too. It's definitely a what, what do they call it? A price mechanism. That's an yeah. off-putting price mechanism because it's price yeah. gouging at its best, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So Keep two going. out of two. Um, was your first car bought secondhand, and did you buy it with your own money? No, I bought it with my dad's money. Oh, and it was bon, at, bon. oh, was that bad? Yeah, no, that's what out. sort was it? It was a 1972 Cortina. Oh, oh that's good. When you uh, I, I will. I I was born in '73 because I remember that it was a year older than me, and I would have bought it. <laughs> you pass. You pass. Okay. Yeah. I was so about it was 20. Like twenty years old. How much was, was it? It was seven hundred dollars. Yeah. My yeah. first one was five hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. No, it was Pop- a Datsun one twenty Y. I can't believe Pop bought it for me. Maybe maybe we went halvesies now actually. Oh, you've more than paid him back, mate. Oh, haven't I? Oh. Well, he lives in my backyard, mate. I paid him more than that yesterday. <laughs> yes. Um, was your 21st in a family chain restaurant, uh, free ben- a free venue, a backyard or a barn? I didn't want to have a party. No, nor did, did I. No, I didn't want a 21st. So I think it would have been in a family chain restaurant and it would it was just our family. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, mine, Sizzler, in a loo. Same. Oh, yeah, it would have been Sizzler. Sizzler, in a loo in Perth. Yeah. yeah. The bread. Oh, the bread. The bread. You can't beat the bread. Why doesn't anyone make that bread? Don't fill up on the bread, they say. But how can oh, you not? Oh, who wouldn't? What lunatic wouldn't? You know, you know why Sizzler, one of the reasons I closed down in Melbourne was... Because I stopped eating there. <laughs> <laughs> but you used to drive down Bell Street to be a line at the door. Yeah. They had a they had a um, gastro uh, food poisoning oh. in the soft serve machine. No. Because, um. Yeah, Selma, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, because the teenagers were cleaning the machine. Yeah, and they weren't doing a good job. Yeah, These teenagers are filthy. They're yeah. disgusting. Why do we let them give us food? <laughs> yeah, of all people, we like junk food. Oh. All right, number five. Smorgies. No, I think I discovered That's that Melbourne. in Victoria. Yeah, that yeah. was very Melbourne. Yeah. Um. Have you or a close family member ever <laughs> kept my birds in the house? I wish. Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to say my husband's cousin did, Akian. Yeah. He, and he lived I'll in a that. shed. Yeah. Akian lived what in a shed. What did he shed. have? Oh, my God. He had three stunning birds that lived in the shed with him. <laughs> he was a feral. And him and his girlfriend, Kerry, also a feral. Um, wow. Oh, my God. I love Illegal that. birds? What did he have? I'm sure, probably. probably. I don't know. They were big. Not they were budgies. big and really colourful. Oh, no, right. they were big and really like colourful. Parrots. Is this, a, re- size you, is this a Rio situation where yeah. some poor little bird's gotten, like, stolen no. from the rainforest? No. Yeah, Akian's a very ethical dude. He wouldn't have done anything. He might not have known better. When you know better, you do better. I don't know. And Queensland? No, no, here in Victoria. Oh, yeah. oh my word. And I'll never forget a family do where Kerry, his feral girlfriend, someone, one of the little kids, <laughs> the little cousins, has said to her, what was the most painful piercing? And, of course, without, she's oh, just come straight oh, out with clitoris. Oh, oh. 
in oh. front of Nana and every oh. all the aunties. Good on oh. you, Keza. It was massive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She didn't show anyone. At no, Christmas. she didn't. No, she no. well, she was keeping herself nice. I miss Kerry. But I have to give you props for that, Dave O'Neill, because when we were coming out with Bogan Bingo yeah. and he said through the birds, I like immediately just <laughs> so many uncles, like people from my street. I want one so bad. My father oh. has to talk. He, just yesterday, we had this conversation yesterday. I said, I just want a cockatoo so badly. And he I had to talk cockatoos. me out of it every six months. I, I let them go because it's horrible. I it's know, actually horrible. You sit there and you see them in the cage. And, you know, they know would have died when I let them go, but I, I felt better. I search Gumtree, I swear to God, every six months. Yeah, Bogan. My, yeah. Mm. Oh, well, if that's the thing. I mean, eBay's for the middle every class. Every three weeks I search Gumtree, but specifically <laughs> every six months for a, I want to say, rescue a cockatoo whose owner has died because you know how right. they live to be yes, like yes, 90? Yes. And they only yes. bond with one person. Or yeah, but I think surely all their owners die. Yeah. So yes. what happens to them then? Yes. No, because you like a rescue. I love a rescue. You do. We'll so get much. back to that. Okay. All right, number six. I reckon we're about three out of five. Did your parents bet on the trots, the dogs, the pokies or the stock market? And do you know how to put a trifecta on? Never the stock market, obviously, but everything else. My dad. The stock market was meant to be ironic. I thought it would be funny. It's not. We'll take it Okay, out. thank you, mm. because that's mm. crazy. Mm. And, um, yes, my dad loves a punt on all of the other. And... I think I know how to put a trifecta on, but I'd have to ask the lady just to check it. Yeah, so do you funny. know what the yeah. trifecta means? I mean, we're paying it anyway if your dad's putting bets on the trots. It's a yes. It's the top three. The top it? three. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're good. Three All right. Row. Seven. Has anyone in your family done time or been arrested? Oh. Other than you. Other than me. No, I never have. Um no, and it's a very proud thing in our family because in Toowoomba where I grew up, there were the bad lorries. Yes, right. And were they we were the to you? no, but no. we were the good lorries. So every right. time we moved house or they moved house, yeah. the police would knock on our door <laughs> and to check which lorries we were. And every ah. time, and Mum would say, "No, we're the Graham lorries, not the Gordon lorries." Oh. <laughs> so. Yes, I want so to make it clear a, to all close. your listeners. There's a caste system even yes. in Toowoomba. Is we what are you're the saying. Graham lorries, not the Gordon. And has lorries. anyone in your family done time, Shane? You've done. No, you've you've had juvie yeah. time in your family. Yeah, my father was in juvie. Oh no. Yeah. And what about you, Dave? Nah, no. Nah, we got a, we got put in the divvy van for making bombs and stuff. And <laughs> my middle child brother Mark <laughs> was certainly arrested, <gasps> but never did time. Oh, he okay. he would have been close to a bit of. Uh, what do we used to call it? Tarana. Tarana. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, he would have been close to a bit of that, but... I've had oh. three uncles who've done time, oh. and one of them did time in the infamous Fremantle prison. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Which is like the, one of the oldest prisons in one Australia. One of the oldest yeah. prisons in Australia. We'll get into that later, but these two did soft you all, cop. Did you all... Um, <laughs> the men in your family have tattoos? Um, yes, on Dad's side, which is the criminal side, uh, but not all of them. My dad doesn't have any tats. No, mine either. No. My brother and I still try and get him to come and get a Scotland Forever tattoo with us. You've got more tats than most Scottish. of the men in my family, yeah. Michelle Laurie. We're, we're Scottish, yeah. the Laurie's, yeah. So, yeah. Nah, all right, next. Um, do you regularly eat rissoles, camp pie, pie, spam or sweet and sour pork? <gasps> yes, sweet and sour pork. Yes, rissoles. My mum makes great oh, rissoles. Oh, they the fact, best? Yeah. And when, when I do her a favour every now and then, I make the payment rissoles. With gravy? Yes. Of course. That's I'll do the it key. for you for a batch of that's rissoles. That's the key. And yeah. last one? 
I opened up oh. Mum's fridge the other day, sorry, and there were some uncooked rissoles in there. And she's 83. Oh, my God. Oh. She's still making rissoles. One yeah. of my favourite jokes of all time must be 10, 15 years old when uh, Judith Lucy <laughs> went to have a colonic irrigation. Oh, I love this Do you joke. remember this? I love it. And oh. she was talking about the fact that there's a, a tube. You can see. And you can see what's coming out. And she said, I reckon I saw a rissole <laughs> from 1985. <laughs> and some crayon. Yeah. That's the urban myth. Some crayon and some rissole. <laughs> Every time. Oh, it's serious, soul, I think of that joke. Yeah. Hard to digest. Yeah. Oh, they're good um, though. Were you the first person in the family to go to uni? Yes. Yep. Yeah. All of us. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Bogan Bingo and number ten. Do you insist on table manners? Table manners. Table manners. What are your table Elbows manners with your table. beautiful twins? No, None at all. Terrible. Yeah. No. No. See, let's not say terrible. Okay. Is that Because okay? I reckon. Well, I don't know about you guys, but when I used to visit people's houses, you know, you get scared going to a rich yeah. person's house when okay. you're from working class background. Yeah. Part of the thing, I'd be scared yeah. of the piano. Yeah. I'd be scared of the <laughs> ornaments. Yeah, no. What about the good, the good room too? Oh, the good room. If you were room. to an Italian or the Greek. The lounge room. Yeah, the Italian. They had the classic over classic, the lounge room. Oh, yeah. and scared of the manners. Because yeah. I knew you weren't allowed to fart and burp. And, you know, mm. there were things about elbows that I never understood. Oh, yeah. like, the cutlery. The cutlery. Like, what are the manners that you insist on at your house? None. Not really. Not really. Just no. please and thank you. Or I try to be realistic. I try to give it a bit of don't do that at other people's houses. Yeah, sure. I mean, sure. they're my manners. Yes. Yeah, don't get your clitoris piercing out yes, at yes. someone else's house. And try house. not to mention it even, even when you're out and might about. Might be an idea. Do you, what about you, Dave? Oh, no, well, interesting, again, because my parents were aspirational, we would have dinner around the table, but yep. Dad would have the TV on in the lounge room and he was the only one who could see it. I love that. Right. <laughs> so he would sit there and, and commentate and we didn't know what was going on. Ah, oh, oh, bloody, Peter McKenna's got eight weeks, this bloody bullshit. <laughs> what, what's going on? What's, what's happening? His and mum was more, eat your dinner. But he was he was also very angry at the din- dinner oh, table about uh, right. um, we well, Pete McKenna got eight weeks. Well, Pete McKenna got eight That's bullshit. So yeah. now my... I mean, I've done stand-up with this, but my partner likes to ask the kids, what's the best thing that happened to them today? I love yeah. that, but I never remember to do it. It's no. so funny. I thought of that we two days ago. I thought, oh, I've always forgotten to do that. We now tried to eight. put the bowl on the table, oh. you know, where you, you pick a thing out going, oh, what's the best oh. thing about you? And the kids oh. just went, that's really boring. Dinner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Over dinner, it's meant to make everyone feel like it's positive psychology. Often my best thing is selfish, though. Like I said once, oh, the guy at the service station gave me a free chocolate. Oh, totally. But I ate totally. it. Totally. It's not kids, like the sunshine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shane, did you have manner, manners Manor requirements? We didn't eat at the table at all. And on Christmas Day, probably. That's, That's about it. Oh. Yeah, in front of the, front of the TV? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey. What is with elbows on the table? Like, yeah. honestly, what is the rule? Why is that a rule? What a wank. Why can't yeah. I just feel relaxed? And my body's so little. But this I'm genuinely thing. asking. I don't understand no. why it must be it's a British, rude. A British thing, I reckon. Yeah, I'm putting the British on that. Yeah. Look, I can get the, the eating loud. My cousin Glenn, yeah, bless you if you're listening, but used to drive me mad. <laughs> can't stand that. Mm. But elbows on the table. Yeah. What is that? I don't get it. And this is what I mean, particularly when your body's little. And you're tired and you're trying yeah. to – I mean, that's just a way to kind of keep yourself upright while you're eating. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you're going to be like one of those kittens that falls asleep in its milk, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you'd Adorable. love a kitten vid. Yeah. yeah. You could have a little elbow on now, the table. Now, let me ask you, beautiful Michelle Lurie, about something I saw on Twitter this morning. So you're a mum of two, yeah. beautiful little twins. Can we just say she oh, passed yeah, the test? Oh, she totally passed it. Fine colours. I would say at least eight out of ten. <laughs> Please. Probably eight and a half. <laughs> yeah. 
Congratulations. You're congratulations. We have you. no prizes. No. So but you're not even. a class trader. I'm so not. that's great. Have you got a printer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhere. Jesus. Can I email you one? That would be great. Excellent. You. Um, you're you're a mum. Yes. And you've got two kids. Uh-huh. One of them used the N-word. Mr. Chewy Louie. Mr. Chewy Louie. didn't use it and con- asked you about it? Asked about yes. It, yeah. yeah. So what? Yes. And I saw Shane Lang gave you some great advice back yes. on Twitter. Yes, yes. So um, what happened? Well, he asked me about it. He mispronounced it, which was cute, but I knew what he meant. And as I said on Twitter, I overreacted. Mm. Uh, the other issue is, as he asks me, this is as this is how kids work. I'm bent over the bathtub with a handful of his sister's hair. She's got matted knots because mm. she won't let me, cut, you know, brush it for yeah. a week. So I'm trying to massage conditioner into this crazy head of hair yeah she's kind of crying about it yeah and then all of a sudden he swans in behind me and goes hey um what about this yeah and just drops it and yeah. i was like wow yeah and his dad was kind of standing behind him and he and i could hear him from the laundry go wow, wow. yeah and boom yeah and i said okay we're doing this we're doing it and i, I said okay seriously that is, it reminded me of when I asked my mum what, can I swear or did yeah, you yeah. that? Okay. So I said to my mum, what does fuck mean? And I was in the first week of grade one and I'll never yeah. forget it. I walked in the kitchen. She's literally doing the dishes and I go, hey, mum, what's fuck? Yeah. And she's just. <laughs> what the fuck's up with yeah. that mum? And she's, and I'll never forget, ah, dropped the dishes, wiped off the hands, turned around. Oh, God. Were that, you in trouble or is, she was just She was panic-stricken. She said to me, that is the worst, worst, wow. worst, worst word you could ever say. It is a horrible, horrible word for a beautiful thing. Wow. Oh, what an answer. Did she not – did people swear in your house? No. Oh, Pop swore a bit but never that level. Oh, wow. We did. Yes, did so you? We. For sure. Well, we so, do yeah. now, you see. Yeah. So this was my yeah. angle with Louie. I said, listen, I'm yeah. pretty cool, man. Yeah. You know, I said, I asked Dali the other day, does she want to go to bed? She said, shit, yeah. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't bat an eyelid. <laughs> I said, you called her a motherfucker the other day. Yeah. I said, we'll, you know, pull yeah. up. At least she used it in context. Yeah. I said, I'm I'm not freaking out about stuff, but yeah. I said, seriously, that is, as my mum would Bad say, word. the worst word. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. can never use blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, okay. You know, now, let so, me take you back because we're talking specifically about class and yeah. this is a question I've got for all of us. When we, in the 70s and 80s, mm. if we'd said that word in a working class environment, no one would have batted an eyelid. Not only that, mate, we had dogs in our neighbourhood with that as a yes. name. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, same here. Black Labradors, yeah. that was Absolutely. their name. But we didn't have hip-hop music. So. We didn't have it. Well, but this is my question is, for me, is yeah. it about, is, is working class culture still, like am I remembering it because it's an old-fashioned thing or is working class culture still as a generalisation, more racist than middle-class culture, for example. Like middle-class definitely more polite about their racism, but mm. are working-class yeah. people more yeah, no, or I less? Say so. Just less oh, – just more candid or – More candid. Less tact. Yeah. I don't know because I said to him – I said, look, put it this way. If you, if you went to school and said that word and someone punched you in the mouth, I wouldn't – I would say fair enough. Really? Yeah. Wow. I said to him, I, you know, and I said, if you said that to a black kid and he punched you in the mouth, yeah. I would apologise to the black kid. Yeah. Did your parents use those sort of words? No. Didn't use racist but words? No, actually, you know what? Listen to me. No. 
mate, my, I grew up in a very racist environment toward yeah. Aboriginal people. So that yeah. word, no, but all the other Aboriginal words. The C word. You barely yeah. heard the N-word. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't no. an Australian word. But I'm word. saying equivalence. There were other, the other word, words we used to... You know, yeah. your dad would use for Aboriginal. B word, yeah, C word. Right. Yeah. They're the equivalents, but yeah. they were used routinely from adults that I was around. Yeah, yeah. And it was in a John Lennon song, was it? Really? Oh, yeah. yeah. The N word? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. It was in the title of the song. Yeah. See, I look at it, and I, this is a constant dilemma for me because I think you look at a work site, be far more racially diverse than a boardroom. Yeah, yeah of course. For example, yes. like the working class is not white. No. The working class in Australia is far more multicultural. And the point uh, I think I'm, then, I'm trying to make is that I think the retribution is is more um, immediate. I think in a in a in a working class environment. So it's more balls to the walls, more out there. I think so. And yeah. And if anything, I think that's more reasonable. To be honest with you, I think yeah. if I, uh, you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah, and if yeah. they have a crack at say like the Indian guy, the Indian guy has a crack back at them. Yeah. I yeah. assume. But I wonder if they're like my cousin who. I remember going, he's there out in uh, Doveton, and he said to me once, oh, the Asians, mate. This is His yeah. racism was a little bit dated. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> no, it's the Muslims now. It's the Muslims now. He goes, the Asians, on. mate. But he'd just been telling about his great neighbour, Tran, who comes over and cooks fish for him. And yeah. I oh. said, what about your Vietnamese neighbour, Tran? He goes, oh, no, I'm not talking about him. No. no. I'm talking about the others. The other one. So yes. they, they do work with um, people of all different colours and backgrounds. But this is the great irony, and I know Michelle and I have discussed this before, about racism toward Aboriginal people. Like, in the town that I grew up in, it was 30% Indigenous. Yeah. Like, I spent my my formative years with, you know, blackfellas, yeah. basically, and yet the racism was so intense. And yet now I sit in a lot of you know, inner city kind of middle class yeah. commentariat circles with people who've literally never met anyone Aboriginal yeah. talking heard, about racism. I heard the most amazing story out of the comedy festival, the Melbourne Comedy yeah. Festival, a couple of weeks ago. You know, they had the Welcome to Country yeah. uh, before every show and it was a it's very... Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. Yeah. Yeah. The tech plays it before you go on stage. Yeah. Yeah. And it was... It, Which it, is new, the last couple of years. It's new yeah. and it's great. And I was yeah. part of the committee that talked about, yeah. hey, we should do something like that. But it, it was very sort of serious and long. Mm. And a lot of acts said, hey, this is a massive downer actually before my show, you know? Did they really? Yeah, they, they said did. That out loud. Yeah, they really did. Wow. And it was a discussion, not about oh. we shouldn't do it. No, no. But it was about tone, length. It was just like, can we talk? Yeah, yeah. It was and just, also, can we talk? People, I found I did it last year. People didn't. Some people didn't know what was going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. And, and his voice would just come over the speakers. It was just, can we talk? And um, one person in particular um, phoned up a producer who is Fijian. Mm. Fijian. And he phoned the office of the comedy festival and he spoke to a, um, a guy there who was a young inner city white Melbourne dude. Can we talk? Mm. And the conversation ended up with the white inner city Melbourne dude saying, well, you're being a bit racist. Oh. <laughs> to the Fijian man. And he walked away. Good going, luck with that. What can what? Yeah. Can, what and can, also, can we talk? The answer should always be yes. Yes, of course. The answer yeah, should absolutely, always be yes. You know? So this is this strange impasse yes. we are at yes and that and i don't that's just not productive to shut no. down discussion no. i don't think um but i find myself in that situation often you know because we are absolutely passionate people who grew up in environments yep. where we could see the injustice and we hated mm. it and we wanted to stand up for aboriginal mm. people but then at the end of the day you have to go hang on mm. shouldn't aboriginal people be sitting in this seat Oh, 100%. You know, why, 100%. this is crazy. I yeah. should not be talking about this. Well, speaking of Korea, sort of. Sure. 
Do you think, just bringing it back to class, do you think your working class background, because you've had a stellar career and still continue to have one, has your working class background affected your confidence? Oh, um. Let me, while you think about that, let Dave tell the story, and I'm going to forget whose name it was, but someone who said, maybe that was Adam Zwar. Adam Zwar went to Brisbane Grammar School. This is the, um, yeah. yeah, and he said to me, because I always feel a bit intimidated going into boardrooms and stuff like that. Oh, even into the ABC, mate. Yeah, yeah. And he said yeah. he never feels intimidated by anyone ever. in any of those meetings oh, ever okay. because he went to Brisbane Grammar. He said and that's he- a one good thing about Brisbane Grammar who prepared him for all that bullshit that you'd come across. Oh, that's so When you're pitching shows. I mean, he's in Hollywood now, so he's over there now mm. doing that kind of stuff. And he said he never feels intimidated because of his background. But this is one of the things I think in terms of class, we understand the disadvantage of not having money. But I think we don't quite have a grasp on the disadvantage of cultural capital, of not having the confidence. I definitely did, but I made a decision. Like I recognised it at some point. Yeah. And I recognised that because, you know, I was working class but also came from the country. Yeah. So I was like from Queensland. Mm. Mm. Three strikes. Three strikes. (laughs) I was like, I don't know anything about this. I I don't fit in here on any level. Yeah. And uh, I barely know how to dress myself. Like I'm starting from so far back, but I made a decision at some point and, and I say to my kids all the time, my attitude is why not me? Totally. Why not me? Yeah. You know what? But We're- did you come to that in middle age? Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. So it took, it took yeah. you a while to get there. Yeah. You didn't walk out of, no. you know, at 22 going, why not me? No, no. God, no. No, that no. was a decision. So that's come with age and wisdom. And making and looking around and going, we're all just people. Everyone's shitting themselves yeah. on some yeah. level. Yeah. Yeah, you know. and to some extent, comedy the field that we're is a level playing field. Absolutely, in a way. it doesn't matter if, if you're good. It's evident when you're on stage. But I know, and also that's the reason why you're so well loved. Is that people go to me, Michelle Laurie, she's so real, and yeah. so that's why the you know mm. the people on the street relate to you. Right? Yeah, for that reason. Let me ask you, Shane, the same question. So obviously you're in an actual job, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> right. unlike ours, um, if you have to go into meetings with I don't know the man. Do you reckon your class background affects your confidence in your negotiations? Um, totally, yeah, my confidence. How? I'm, I don't know, I'm just aware of being kind of rough. Rough trade. No, just, you know, not mannered and... Uh, right. So you're self-conscious about like in your I speech or... I don't know if or? it's about my class or so much as confidence, but yeah. maybe they go hand in hand. Yeah, and do you reckon you're, like, have you, because you're not, I mean, Shane and I have known each other a long time. You're not what I'd call an ambitious person. No. Like, you're ambitious <laughs> as a, <laughs> I mean that. Great, like, no, great reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> great reaction. You're ambitious to do, you know, be a good friend and be a good citizen and all those wonderful, beautiful things that are more important. But you're not career aspirational. No, no. And do you that think. That was drummed is, out of us. Was it, but is that a class-based or personality? Well, it was definitely my father's kind of don't get up yourself no one likes a bragger yes up yourself yes my father still says that Mm. still accuses the three of us three kids of being up ourselves and um yeah and we 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 always say that to him what are you yeah what are you talking about you mean don't get good yeah shouldn't you be encouraging us to but he says it about the dumbest shit like oh you got it just because you got a good park 
<laughs> like, are you for real? Yeah, you know. That level of competitiveness yeah. about everything. Yeah. Also, what you can parallel park, yes, Michelle. Yes, yeah. What do you want? You a chest so or a metal good. to put it on? Yeah, you think you're hot shit because you've got a good car. God. Wow. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, every, my parents have very I, low self-esteem. Every time I have an argument with my brothers, it's always, you, you went to uni, you're up yourself. Yeah. Yeah, oh, t- same, yeah. same. Oh, you think all oh, your book learning. You think you're so good. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm Is just that a um, fancy university word? Yeah, that's right. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I've had that a few times. Gosh. Do you think that um, your career would have been different if you'd come from a different class background? I, I mean, who knows? I don't know. I, I think I'm just one of those people who thinks it's perfect. I, um, It's all perfect the way it is, but I... Can I answer for you then? Yes. <laughs> but, but I was just going to say that I play up, if anything, I sort of play up my lack of manners sometimes. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. I, I kind of embrace it and... But it I, makes I was, you relatable. Yeah. And, I, and also I just think, fuck you. That's just kind of my attitude. It's like, yeah. you know what? Fuck you. I am just going to have fun with it and a kind of an elbow in the ribs and like, come on, let's be down to it because it's just down to earth as well. It's just mm. no bullshit, mm. you mm. know. And I think at the end of the day, people can't fight that. You can't fight an attitude if it's no bullshit, if it's not airs and graces. Well, and you can't not, fight I am who I am, take it or leave yeah, it. Yeah. You know, and whatever conversation we're having, if I'm just trying to reduce it to the no bullshit level, you can't fight, fight that and you that. can't be mad at me about that, yeah. you know. Now, let me ask you about, um, and all of us, I think it's really interesting. When I was doing the, the class doco for RN on, on this very subject, one of the things that made me really think was Van Batten talked about the cultural obligations yeah. that come with being working class. We hear that a lot about, you know, in some ethnic communities, like you've got an obligation to help out your neighbour, et cetera. And I realised sort of unconsciously I have that too. Yeah, absolutely. That I find if I've got a friend or a family member or someone who needs money or mm-hmm. whatever, then I just automatically assume that, of course, you would help them out. And yeah. I know that you also have this. Yeah. How does that play out for you? In in career or work or just in, in career? Life? Like how does it – do you like that part of working class culture? You've yeah. obviously kept it. Yeah, I mean that's community. That's, you know, and also that's being Buddhist. I mean that's what it's all about is our connectedness to each other and to everything and everyone. So we've got these Vietnamese neighbours, big family. Yeah. And the funny thing is they like really keep to themselves. They don't – and every damn day when I walk out the house, I go, hi. <laughs> and every day, particularly the dad just looks right at me and does nothing. Yeah. And particularly the, the nana, one time I tried so hard to help her carry her groceries in and she, no, no get off me. Yeah. She was just like, no. Go away. And, but every day I say to my kids, you know what? I don't care. Yeah. They need, I will need them yeah. to know that we are good people and yeah. if they ever need us, yeah. we are here. If anything ever goes wrong over there, they right. can come and knock on our door, you know. And do you have cousins, you know, 27 times removed that saw you on the telly once and ring you up going, oh, you know, I need to get me car fixed? Oh, uh, yeah. Do you bit, have that kind of like – like, do they all assume you're really rich? Yeah, a bit. I said, oh, I mean, you know, all my money goes on my parents, so. <laughs> well, there you go. But this yeah. is what I'm talking about. I yeah. mean, how many people do you know? And I'm, I'm, I don't want to. Dis- I know what you do, and I don't want to disclose it on your behalf. Sure. But I know you're incredibly generous with your money, and I wonder if that is to do with your class background because money doesn't mean the same thing. 
nah. in a working class context, does it? No, I think you're right. I think we never had any. Yeah. So and you don't judge a person. If someone doesn't have money, you don't think they're more or less. No. What no, about you just, too? What, what, what's your what's where's money and cultural obligation? No, you so. never have any money. <laughs> no, but when you do I have money, you give it away. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess I'm pretty generous when I do have money on the odd occasion. But you don't, and again, I'm not saying this is true of all middle class people, but it, we we can only we talk about it in generalisation. We don't hoard it, do we? Yeah. it yeah. until you started talking about it. I've never thought of it, but no, we don't hoard and it. And some I've heard middle class easy friends come, say, yeah. this is, you know, working class people are bad with money. It's yeah. true. And I go, hang on, not bad with mm. money, different view of money. It's so funny, my daughter had ten bucks the other week. She lost a tooth. And Pop was, I don't know, you know, it, yeah. easy come, easy go. Pop's never got any money, but he had 10 bucks in his pocket. You he gave, gave Pop 10. Yeah, he gave did. it to Darlie. He gave her 10 bucks and she spent a week trying to give it away. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I was laughing going, And what about yours? you, Dave? Do you have, do you, do you share it around? What's well, yeah, story? my parents, uh, they, I mean, when Dad retired, he was a trades teacher and I went to his retirement party about oh, 20 years ago and he was retiring on 30 grand a year. Yeah. Wow, which, yeah. And yet he paid off two houses. Yeah. Wow. A beach house and a and the house in Mitcham and Mum had always sort of worked part time mm. and so they were I th- they were just we were never poor like we always had mm. food and stuff like that but we were never extravagant. Is so your upper working class? Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, you know what beach we house. we moved into lower middle class. Yes. is probably what they. If you ask Mum and Dad what class you are, they would say, "Oh, we're we're middle class." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah and you'd go, but yeah, but you. You're not really. Yeah. You know, well, you, but maybe, yeah. I mean, I don't know. You're teetering. But, but they're very generous with their money. And also that sort of helping people, they've always been involved in the community, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's a church or dad was a scout leader for, now he's mm. a Freemason. But they I do really, a lot of good stuff for the community, apparently. Yeah. I really notice out. it. And again, there's plenty of middle class friends who are generous with their money. But I really do notice it, even just within comedy, but in general, yeah. with people who come from less money. Um, understand the value of it more. But Put also, it that way. I'm a big fan of helping people with their careers in, in, in terms of helping them get ahead. So I'm, when I was a head writer, full front, or one of the head writers, I used to get, try and get everyone a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Just, If I hear of a job that I can't <laughs> yeah. do, yeah. If, you know, I'll say, well, get, you know, Nellie Thomas, get someone, yeah. you know. But I know plenty of my mates just go, oh, yeah, some guy rang me up, had this gig. I said, no. Yeah. I said, well, did you recommend anyone else? Nah, I didn't. You know, it's just yeah, like Yeah, thanks. But I, you always think... Um, yeah, that's sort of generous, which is something that my mum and dad would still do, you know, help other people out. That but kind of I thing. think yeah. we need to start, you know, and we start the podcast by talking about that reclaiming, you know, Bogan, probably call it Bogan, whatever you want, this new discussion about class that, thank God's happening again in Australia. Mm. To me, this is part of our background that we need to be proud of and reclaim because yeah. it's not being bad with money. No. It's about understanding that we are all connected, whether you're Buddhist or not. Yeah. We are all connected. And, yeah. you know, if Michelle needs $10 and I've got $10, you can have it. Yeah. But That's also, not a bad thing. No. We're it's... also more candid about what money we earn. And oh, what we have. oh yeah. totally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, whereas middle-class people aren't. You're not allowed to ask. No. I didn't know that. No, that's hilarious because you, you ask Dave Hughes how much you got for a gig, he will tell you to the yeah, seat. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 I've got this. <laughs> but go- I middle like that. Middle-class people wouldn't do that. You no, know, the, the, the gender pay gap that. wouldn't happen if yeah. they were all working class. Because you go, hey, Michelle, what'd you get for that gig? And she'd tell you. Yeah. You know, like you would know. My cousins, you know, they'll see the car, my car or whatever. What would you pay for that? <laughs> what did last year? You know, like there's no. Because so you're not actually being judged on it. No. It's no. just a fact. It's funny how I find people are really shocked by my house. 
Like how oh, because it's not flash. Yeah, it's quite yeah, shit. Yeah. Like it's just a Because really... you're on TV, mate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I just... um. Like but that's because you've bought every other family member. No, no, but honestly, but, and, but also because I've made a decision about like yeah. I don't want to work that much and, yeah. and how you want to live. Yeah, and I actually just want to make just enough money to to live. Like I, mm. actually, I don't want to hoard money and I don't want to have a flash house that I have a huge mortgage on and have to. Mm. I just don't want to live that life. Mm. So yeah, there's this expectation. They expect you to be flashy. Yeah, but I yeah, I think that's because you're you know as you've come into middle age, especially your self esteem's fantastic. Yeah, and you don't need to because this you know all the jokes about all oh, the bogans in their McMansions. Yeah, my theory if I get Ooga Booga, Doctor Phil on us, mm. I think that's because those people feel small. So yeah. if you've come, you know, if you've come from yeah. a place where you've been treated badly, yeah. Um, you need to show everyone, no, I'm, I'm worthy. But yeah. you know, um, someone told me once, and it's, this is true apparently, so all those big McMansion plays like Caroline Springs, mm. which is in the Melbourne's Outer West, the people that buy those houses are from the nearby suburbs. They grew up in Deer Park yeah. in working class houses yeah. and they buy a McMansion just down the road. So it's a status thing. Too. That's what I mean. Yeah, where they go. Because they feel low status. This is, this is, I used to live there, but now I'm living here. That's right. And uh, look at what I've yeah. look at what I've built. And yet we all get up on the TV and make jokes about it and they already feel small. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of I feel a bit icky about that. Yeah. Speaking of, can we go to our last question? Yeah. We'll have to wrap up, and can we all answer this one? Is there working class humour, and if there is, how's it different? Cool. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, there's working class humour. So what it's is it? Or oh, you're going to Rodney Roode? Rodney. Oh, see, this no. is my fear. No. It doesn't have to be racist and misogynist no. and homophobic to be working class. It's more attitude. It's more having a go at the man. I reckon you take. It's self-deprecating. Yep. You take on authority. Yep. I hope that still exists. I mean, I um. I, I truth to power. Yeah, I hope so because I feel like Australia is just taking such a swing towards. Respecting authority, which shits me. Yes, and fearing authority and following the rules and like I, under I just, his eye. Oh my god! I just know on social media and so, yeah, under, under his, his eye. eye. Just quote that Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I did. Blessed the fruit. Blessed be yeah. the fruit. Oh, We've been sent lovely weather. Yeah. Oh. I hope so. I mean, I think back to some of the traditional working class humour, which was. Very oh, misogynist, and what was really funny about you know wives with black eyes and all that yeah. kind of stuff. That's yeah. we don't need that coming back. But um, yeah. But I'd let, like let to me think ask that you that. this: Do you think some of our? We, we obviously we're not going to name names, but some of our um, colleagues from you know more privileged backgrounds yeah. get very easily, dare I say the word, triggered by certain <laughs> words. Snowflakes. Snowflakes? Yeah. Shane Lang said that, not me. <laughs> But, you know, very easily upset, I think sometimes unnecessarily. Or not yeah. even genuinely. Or not even genuinely yeah. offended, like that outrage culture. Yeah. And you don't have that in working no. class culture as much, I don't think. No, no. You don't have the luxury of it. You don't. Yeah. Um, What's that mean? Oh, I just think that when you. Um, Oh, yeah. well, you're too busy to post on Facebook, mate. Yeah. React. <laughs> a lot of that stuff happens on social media. Yeah. And, you t- and, and working class people probably... Oh, I think it's around dinner tables as well, yeah. though. It's like, imagine if you invited... Like, imagine if you had my dad over for dinner, he would absolutely no doubt say the word Sheila, for example. Now, I don't, my dad's not a misogynist. No. Um, but he doesn't understand the language yeah. or doesn't use the language that yeah. we're all used to. Like yeah. a word like that would absolutely trigger some of my friends. Well, let me take you back to Buddhism. Sheila, 
Oh, I'm trying to be polite. Like, there's other words. <laughs> I just I go back to Buddhism again. In Buddhism, it's all about intention. Intention is everything. Mm. And I just always have to go back to that. What is mm. your intention? Mm. Is your intention when you say Sheila completely innocent mm. and, and I have no Come idea? Come here, sweetheart. I, I don't, yeah. you know? Um, or is your intention to undermine and to be Are you little? trying to make me small? Yeah. Or are you trying to connect with me? And also, you know what? Don't. We can't be mad at people who don't know. When my son yeah. mm. says drops the N word, mm. if no one has taught him mm. that that's vile, mm. then how can I come in with anger? You know, like yeah. you have to. And yeah. My dad's become quite good lately at asking, at going, okay, it's, listen, I genuinely don't understand mm. why this is now a problem. Can you explain mm. it to me? Yeah, my daughter was talking about because she's in the, into the AFL. And she was talking about the Crow supporter who called one of the Aboriginal players all these horrible words yeah. and ape and stuff like yeah. that. And, I, and then and then one of the newspaper articles went into this girl's background. She was a 14-year-old girl from a very mm. poor background. Yes. And I said to my daughter, she just she hasn't been told that that's mm. bad. Yes, that's mm. right. Absolutely. Well, so and it's the culpability a nuanced... of a 14-year-old is a lot different to a 40-year-old. Yeah, exactly. It is, but, but you know what? It's a complicated, mm. nuanced conversation. Mm. You know, you can't do that at the footy, so it needs mm. to be dealt with in that moment mm. absolutely mm. but also we need to go back to the mm. beginning of that child you know and and, mm. and the cultural situation so it's like we mm. lose all that nuance and, and we don't i think where we get it wrong too we don't we shouldn't start from the premise that we're perfect oh no. my god i you know? know right like there was i won't go into the whole story but there was a recent outrage about it in the disability sector about an interview mm. and the thing that really pissed me off was thinking who among us, probably Shane works with people with disabilities and knows a lot more than we do, but who among us hasn't said, thought, done yeah. something that was thoughtless or offensive about disability? Yeah. You know, like we've all got something to learn. I called a man pretty the other night on the project and just, you know what, in that moment, it's like live television and I was just chasing a laugh as we oh. do, mm. you know, like that's our of course. life. Mm. And in whatever the moment was, I just thought I needed a laugh in that second. So I did what I knew would get What one. was wrong with calling him pretty? I said, you're so pretty. Well, you know, later on, a lady on Twitter, and she was very polite about it. And I liked the way she approached me. And she said, you know, m- imagine if a male panelist had said to a lady from MasterChef, you're so pretty. But was I bet you he was pretty. Oh, he was stunning. Yeah. You know, and this is where it but, gets this is where it gets complicated too, though. This is like discussions of reverse racism. Yes. That's not a thing. No, like I get seriously, that. like male hosts of MasterChef don't get constantly judged on their appearance. Look at the three of them. Yeah, yeah. Like seriously. <laughs> so like that is not the same thing. But I took her point and I liked the way she approached me at least. Yeah. She didn't come sure. screaming at me and calling me. An actual me. conversation. Yeah, she yep. was really sweet about it and I th- and I said, Yeah, I take your point because I I live in a space where in any given moment I'm going to say something yeah. that's going to hit the yeah. outrage machine. Yeah. yeah. Constantly. And Shane, what do you reckon in like, you know, quote unquote normal working life? Like you like a you like a good joke, you like a filthy joke? I do, yeah, I can What do you think about that outrage culture? Um I think there's a outrage about the outrage culture that's kind of <laughs> um, <laughs> that's probably unwarranted, but yeah, the outrage like there are people who just want to be indignant about something and yeah. they're mostly on Twitter and they're... Um, or Facebook or wherever. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. And it, yeah, it's kind of toxic. But do you feel like, is there, um, you know, that outcry of, oh, political correctness has gone too far and we can't say anything? What do you think about that? Well, I think political correctness is just treating people decently. Oh, Shane Lang. Shane, he's, he, he speaketh the wisdom. I know. I think on that note, Michelle Laurie, we're going to have to let you go because we could talk for days. Absolutely, mate. but I don't think we can finish it. We any can't top than that, that no. can we? Thank you so Thank much you. for being our first guest. Coming up next week, we'll be episode three. Um, we had so much fun talking to Michelle Laurie this week that we ran out of time to do what would Uncle Kev think oh. about private health insurance? But Oof. you know what? We'll get on to that. And we might also pick up the Philosopher's Stone. We're going to talk about big ideas that are class-based next week, the eight-hour day. Oh, I thought you about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Confused. Confused.